Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. Have you gassed up lately? If you have, then you've noticed prices are screaming. And it's not just gas prices. In every area of your budget, from groceries to rent, you're experiencing inflation eating away at your buying power. We've talked about the reasons behind inflation in recent episodes of this podcast, but we haven't talked about what you could do to fight back. In other words, to hedge higher prices. That's what we're going to be doing in this episode of Money, offering specific actions you can take starting right now. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello, Stacy. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. How you doing? And we've also got a special guest with us today, Josh Rodriguez. Uh, Josh is a contributor at our personal finance site, Money Crashers, a site that we have worked with many times before. Hey, Josh, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, living the dream. (laughs) That's what we like to hear. Let's get the ball rolling. But first, a disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, do not take them as recommendations because guess what? They're not recommendations. Before you invest in anything, you've got to do your own research. You've got to make your own decisions. Okay, now let's get back to the topic at hand. We're going to talk about specific things you can do to fight back against inflation. Since we started talking about gas... Uh, Miranda, give me an idea on what I can do to reduce the use, my use of gasoline or get lower prices or anything else you can give me. All right, cool. So, yeah, so first of all, one of the great things you can do is we do have an article about this on Money Talks News, so you can check that out and see some really great ways to slash the cost of gas. But one of the best things you can do is drive less by taking, if you have public transit, if you have uh if you have access to that, walking, biking, carpooling to work. One of the things I do is um, I drive to the downtown core, park my car in uh, in a lot. Well, what counts as a passes a downtown core where I live, park park my car in a lot where I have a cheap space and then spend all day down there working, shopping, doing whatever I need to do downtown uh, without driving from place to place. And that really helps me. I I only have to fill up my, my gas tank about once a month. So it works really well for me to be able to do that. So driving less. Yeah, driving less. What do you think, Josh? What ideas do you have on uh, saving on gas? Well, there's a, a lot of different things you can do. Uh, one of the things I really like to take advantage of is rewards. So a lot of different gas stations, credit cards offer rewards on purchases. Um, like, for instance, Murphy's Gas, you can get up to a dollar off a gallon uh, when you save up their rewards points. Another interesting thing about Murphy's Gas is in some area, uh, some areas you're able to Uh, get a Walmart gift card and using the Walmart gift card rather than your credit card at the pump saves you an additional three cents on the gallon. Uh, So that's a a great way to go. Another, another way to save some money on gas is to carpool. Uh, Recent studies have shown that people that drive 12 or more miles to work that carpool uh, save up to $1,500 a year. So that's a great way to save on gas as well. That's quite a bit. It is. And by the way, we, I just read an article. I mean, I'm talking half an hour ago. Uh, on our site, on moneytalksnews.com, uh, about different rewards programs. BP has one. I'm just leaping through this thing right now. Exxon has one. Um, Maverick, whatever that is. Uh, there's none around here in Fort Lauderdale. Pilot has one. So l- you can just do a search for gas-saving programs uh, and, and see what you see what you come up with. But there are lots of reward programs out there. So that's one way you can shave a few cents off of every gallon right there. 
Absolutely. There's a lot of angry people online uh, <laughs> screaming at Biden for not lowering the gas prices. Can can we like briefly explain to people? I mean, I, I just yeah. read about why that gas why yeah. why gas prices are increasing. I mean, I think that's really interesting. Well, I mean, it's interesting to me because like uh, th- like we're supposed to be living in a you know quasi free market economy, and the president doesn't set the gas prices. That would be a nationalized like that's something the president would do if we had nationalized. Uh, energy and we do not and so like uh the uh you know there are 9000 unused leases just sitting out there so there's plenty of stuff that people could be doing um and really what's happening right now is is what's happening with the rest of these corporations is the gas prices they're padding their profits and you know moving on <laughs> There's also the the matter of Russia and the Ukraine. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, Russia is a major exporter of gas. We use Russian uh, oil uh, quite a bit here in the U.S. and around the world. Um, And when you have a conflict between uh, one country that may produce oil and one that's a major uh, producer of oil that, you know, other uh, countries in the world don't agree with you have issues like sanctions so there may be issues where we're taking a huge supply out of the equation and in in the supply and demand uh, process that tells us that you know when we take supply out um, price needs to go up so uh, we have a lot of talks about potentially pulling the Russian supply of oil out of the market doing so is obviously going to increase the gas prices yes so the, the important thing to remember here is that oil is on a global market it's a it's a supply and demand auction market happens every day. I was I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was not just telling me that it was Biden's fault. He was screaming at me that it was Biden's fault. Uh, but the fact is that uh, the oil market, as with many other commodities, uh, is controlled in an auction format and it's worldwide. So just because we let, let's say we have a you know we, we're almost energy self sufficient, we are energy self sufficient in the United States. But that doesn't mean that if there's a problem somewhere else, then we're not going to be affected by it because of the international nature of the oil market. Now there are there are a few la- a few levers that the that the president can pull, like for example, releasing reserves from our strategic petroleum reserve. But by and large, it's it's not within any any president's control of what happens with the price of oil or with the price of gasoline. So let, let's move on to let's let's get some more specific ideas. Like okay, I was reading an article just a minute ago, not a minute ago, an hour ago maybe. Driving habits, um, it, and you know by the way. I'm the only one on this call, I'm assuming, that was alive during the uh, oil embargo of the 1973. I've waited in gas station lines for hours and hours, uh, and I've run out of gas several times, too, in my life. Uh, So these are are things that have always been around that you can use to help save on gas. But driving habits, I was just reading this, and I I saved it. Here's this thing, um, this expert, keeping your foot off the brake while driving and, and trying to smooth your accelerating and decelerating can save a dollar 42 per gallon so just the way you're driving looking ahead and seeing there's a stoplight up there let's start slowing down now so we won't may not have to come to a complete stop things like that um hyper miling is, is a term that we used to use uh we've done we've done articles on it uh, and hyper means that you know you're trying to stretch your gas mileage as much as you can so that's, a, that's something you could do it doesn't cost a thing and you can start doing it right now what else? What else, Miranda or Aaron or Josh? How about when gas is cheap? Don't buy a big pickup truck just to go get groceries. <laughs> if that's all you do with it, 
because things like because things like this happen. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Another option is to really plan your trips. If you you know you're gonna go see grandma on Wednesday, why not go ahead and plan to to go to the grocery store that's by grandma's house on Wednesday, uh, and, and kill two birds with one stone. Uh, going back to Miranda's drive less comment. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense too. And, and yeah, just, go ahead, go ahead, Miranda. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, speaking of groceries, you know, uh, that's another thing that we're seeing some inflation in, right? <laughs> like the so food's costing lots of more. Inflation groceries. We're going to see a lot more, too. So, I mean, so we probably ought to talk about how to save money on groceries and how to be, before, beat inflation Before that we way. leave this topic, can I add one more thing? This is something that I've written about a lot over the years. Um, if you can't beat them, join them. Some of my most hated companies, I bought the stocks of. I just, I, in fact, I just yesterday sold 200 shares of Conoco, which I've owned since uh, 2009. Uh, and I, I paid $25 for it and I sold it yesterday for 100. So in other words, if gas prices go up, I'm, I'm make, waking, making way more in the stock market than I'm losing at the pump. So if you have the ability, obviously everyone doesn't, but if you have the ability to, to invest in, in areas like this, uh, then that's, that can really help you too. Talk, I mean, it's literally a hedge. If you can afford to, to put a little bit, bit of money into an ETF or a or mutual fund or individual stocks that, that, that were rewarded when prices go up, then you might find yourself more than offsetting inflation. Okay, so with that, we'll move on to groceries. Go ahead, Miranda. Take us away. <laughs> well, sort of like what um, what Josh pointed Joshua pointed out for gas, you can do that with groceries too. Use the loyalty program. I have I have a loyalty program that's actually connected to a gas station, a local gas station, and they're in the same uh, rewards network. So I spend, you know, I buy in the groceries, use the rewards program, get cheaper gas. It works really well. And then of course the rewards cards. Many of the rewards cards that offer for a higher uh, cash back percentage on gas, also do so on groceries. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And, and, you know, by the way, this is another area, too. This is literally the way that I, the reason I started Money Talks News in 1991 was stories just like this. Saving on the basics of life, saving on groceries, saving on gas. And if you go to Money Talks News, not, not, not to make too much of a commercial out of it, and also Money Crashers, too, where, where Josh works. Uh, you can just you can find a million ideas because there are a million ideas on how to save on just about anything that's that's a staple in your life. So this is the time to start researching that stuff. And don't you know you don't have to use every tip. You won't be able to. But there's something in there in in these articles is going to help you. I'm, I'm right now in front of me. I have from Money Talks News a story called uh, "27 Ways to Pay Less for Food," uh, and there's and we on, on our site we have 10 articles like this. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this for 30 years. There's a lot of articles on how to save. Uh, some of the things in this article, um, uh, uh, how about using generics, where they work, you know? Um, I, I defy you to, deter, to uh, define the difference between Morton salt and, and generic salt. The uh, same thing with bleach, cleaning products. There's a lot rice. There's a whole bunch of stuff that is literally the same, and it'll save you half often when you use generics. So that, that's something you could do. Planning your meals, you just mentioned, Brenda. Buying only what you need. Not shopping when you're hungry saves 10 to 15%. Uh, so th what, what about you, Josh? You've got some ideas on saving on food, I'm sure. You know, one of my favorite things is to make your own. A lot of people will go into the freezer section and grab that TV dinner and think of convenience. 
But what they don't think when they grab that TV dinner is somebody had to take that chicken, batter it, fry it, get it prepared, put it in extra packaging, and all of that costs money. Um, so if you if you shop the outer edges of the store where you're getting fresh produce, fresh meats, at the end of the day, you're actually saving money on the cost per serving. And you're actually saving your health because you're not putting the different preservatives in your body that you generally would when you eat out of the freezer. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest grocery saving tips I ever like to share. Um, some other things you can do, like you guys said, is meal planning. I did that years ago. Um, I used to just go to the store and pick what I thought would taste good and kind of put things together. And I realized when I started meal planning, I would save 20 to 30% on what I would spend every week. And on top of that, I'm not throwing food away. Um, so, you know, that 20% in savings also means that, you know, I'm not wasting and, and, you know, that's important to me. So, um, make your own food, plan to make your own food, uh, and shop according to your plan and you should be good. Yeah. Oh, you know, here's another tip. Like I said, I've been doing these stories for years. I, I used to do TV news as well, Josh, and I'd stand in grocery stores and do this story. But, you know, one of the things I used to say, which you just said, Josh, is basically this is one of the few areas in life where paying less is getting more. Because when you have fresh produce or you have fresh ingredients and you're preparing things yourself, you're paying less, but you're also getting more and you're, it's more nutritious. So it's literally better for you and cheaper. There, there's not many things you can say that about. Um, another tip I used to say all the time is leave your kids at home or your spouse that acts like a kid when you're shopping <laughs> because they'll, they'll, they'll get you into impulse buys, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do like that. What about you, Eric? Do you do the grocery shopping in your house? Well, we both go grocery shopping. Yeah, we uh, actually we hit the uh, we hit the Aldi a lot because uh, we used to shop at Publix and and uh, they're kind of kind of high priced. I don't know. We just found we save about two hundred bucks a month maybe shopping at Aldi, which is a an alternate grocery store. Uh, so yeah, so definitely shop around, uh, check out uh, grocery stores that you normally wouldn't uh, check out, and uh, definitely use coupons and things like that. You can also no. grow your own too uh, yeah, not my yeah, thing absolutely. but you know, a lot of people do <laughs> yeah well is, josh, is josh ollie one of those that. cost plus 10 stores what's that is is ollie one of those cost plus 10 stores i don't know if it's cost plus 10 but it's real cheap we we have a few of those in my area and they they tend to save quite a bit of money um over even walmart walmart's pretty cheap as it is but if you go to a cost plus 10 you're paying a 10 percent markup which is quite a bit lower than even walmart charges well, you know what it is? Aldi actually has uh, it, all its own brands. And so they'll make a lot of uh, products that you see that, that brand, or brand names you would find everywhere else, but they make the alternative brand, but it's all produced by Aldi. Bring your own bags, though. They don't, they don't have bags there, right? Yeah, they don't have bags. You have to, you know. Don't they even charge? Do they charge you to rent a shopping cart? They don't charge you. You uh, you have this little quarter you put into the grocery cart. It, it allows you to use it for that time, and you get the quarter back when you put the grocery cart away. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, another thing, too, that uh, I was just telling this to my wife the other day, and she didn't realize it. Do you know, you know, milk and bread is always uh, at the back of the grocery store because, they, they, you know, you have to run the gauntlet to get there. Yeah. So, you know, being, being careful of the way things are displayed. Things that are eye level tend to be more expensive than things that aren't. Things on end caps tend to be uh, more expensive, too, because they're impulse buys. So look, think about the way that the grocery store is laid out because I can guarantee you the people who built it have thought about it. So you think about it, too. But there, there's a, there's so many ways to save on groceries. Uh, you, you know, you could dumpster dive. That was a joke. 
but <laughs> there, but there are lots of ways you can save it. You can also save on eating out. You know what my wife and I often do? We'll have an appetizer at home, uh, and then we'll go out and split our entree. And, and you know, so you, you the main thing about trying to save on just about anything, at least as far as I'm concerned, is you want you want to save without sacrificing your quality of life, because if you sacrifice your quality of life going on a dollar diet, then you're not going to be able to stick with it. So, for example, the example I just gave, you still get to eat out. You're just spending half the mu- half as much. Uh, so, you know, there, there are a lot of things you can do that won't impact you in a negative way. Like, like I said, some generics, they're not similar. They're the same. You're just literally paying for a name. You know, that's true with lots of uh, patent med- medicines. That's true with lots of food. That's true with lots of uh, cleaning products. I mean, you can go to the dollar store, or maybe, maybe it's a dollar twenty-five store now, and you can buy Windex there instead of paying $4 for it. I mean, it's not called Windex, but you you know there's so many ways to say that don't hurt you. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up the the medicine, but what people don't realize with medicine, everybody knows that medicine has to be FDA approved. But when somebody comes out with a generic, that same generic has to be FDA approved, and it has to have the same uh, or similar side effects. It has to have the same efficacy. So why would you spend twelve dollars for a name brand cold medicine when you can spend four dollars? Or you're literally getting the same the same thing. Um, so with medicine, that's a, a huge savings because those name brand medicines have ma- a massive markup, and they get it because people think that that medicine is for some reason better than the generic. But over most of the time, multiple clinical studies, it's been proven that it's not. Well, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a good story that I, that I did uh, when I was a TV news reporter, Josh. Well, I'm going to tell it to you right after we take a super quick break. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So here, Josh, this is true. I've done this in, I've lived in multiple cities as a TV news reporter. I did that for 30 years. And, and I did this in several cities. I stood there in Walgreens with a microphone and a camera and watched people pick up Excedrin instead of Walcedrin, you know, whatever, whatever their generic <laughs> substitute was. Okay. And, and no, no, these things aren't similar. They're identical. You can read the labels. They're literally identical. And so when someone would pick up the Excedrin, I would just stop them and say, let me ask you, why did you just do that? And they would say one of two things. They would either say, it costs more, so it must be, be- must be better, or it's a brand I've always bought. And by the way, this was not a five-cent difference. This was literally half the price, the, the generic. So, it, you know, and then these same people will tell you, well, I don't respond to advertising. You don't, <laughs> and yet you do. You know, so we don't have to dwell on generics too long, but maybe this is a, start, a smart time to start using them when they work. Hey, if you get generic coffee and it sucks, don't buy it again. You know, I mean, there, there are things that are worth paying for, you know, but there are a lot of things that you're just throwing money down the toilet. You could move, you could move to uh, uh, central southern uh, United States. Now, why is that? So there's a little graphic here online. Uh, so New Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, all of these states in the lower region, they're paying about three eighty four for a gallon of gas on average. Now, way on the West Coast, you're talking California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, these guys are paying well over five. Even there's been reports of over $7 in California. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, get away from the West Coast. Or do what I do. Use your bicycle. I do, I do bike. I, in fact, I just was at the grocery store not an hour ago. I, I ride my bike every day. My car sits in my driveway. It doesn't get used at all. Uh, and then I go by the grocery store and pick up a, the amount, amount of stuff I can fit in my backpack. You know, I just, but I do it every day. You know, so I really don't have to go. But obviously, 
I know that this is ridiculous because that's something I could do because I work at home and ride a bike every day. A lot of people can't do that. You know, you don't have a choice. But uh, I, I don't. I, I worry. I worry if my car will even start. It started so infrequently. But anyway, let, let's let's move on and talk about some generic stuff. You know, just in general, fugal life hacks. In other words, before we have to quit today. Before we go jump ahead, there, go there, I've got two more on grocery shopping. Um, first, don't be afraid of the warehouse store, especially if you have oh, a please. big family. Uh, you know, I have I have a four person family, and we find that we can go to Costco or Sam's Club once a month and save quite a bit of money. Uh, so don't be afraid to to shell out the twenty nine dollars it might cost you to go in the store. Uh, you know, for a year. Uh, because you're likely going to save a lot more than the uh, the $29. And another thing you can do is time yourself in the store. Set yourself a time limit. Don't give yourself time to mosey around and look at the different things that might create impulse buys. Say, hey, I've got 20 things. I should be able to get them in 15 minutes. And make sure you're out of the store in 15 minutes, and you won't be looking at the things you don't need to be buying. I don't, did we already mention using a list? Because that's what's really appropriate, too, mm-hmm. especially in a warehouse store. Uh, but you know, I've I've gone in shopping for rice and left with a with a sixty inch TV. Oh yeah. So, yes, buy make a list and buy what's on it, and don't even look at stuff that isn't. Uh, and also, by the way, before we leave that topic too, uh, Josh, I've also recommended to people before just because something's on a pallet doesn't necessarily make it cheaper. It it, it often is, but you know, it, it's not it's not impossible for Costco or BJ's or whoever to put something on a pallet and it make it more expensive than it is in the store. Oh, absolutely. You know, just, know what, know what your prices are. So you, so you can comparison shop. Okay. Now are we done with that topic? Can we move on to just general stuff to save money? Sure. Let's go for it. We're, we haven't heard from Miranda lately. Miranda, tell me how to save. tell me other <laughs> stuff I can do. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, we talked about some of the stuff a little bit earlier, like grow some of your own food and preserve it. So I don't grow a lot of my own food, but one of the things that I do like to do is I've got an apple tree. So I, we like to make applesauce and save that. And I grow my own herbs a lot of the time. Herbs are surprisingly expensive in the store. So having fresh herbs and, and then drying them for the winter use works for me. Um, and then when you're doing that, I mean, a comparison shop, you talked about comparison shopping for groceries. You can comparison shop for other, other things like your insurance, your cheaper premium saves you money each month. So every six months or so, uh, double check, make sure you're getting the best deal there. Same with refinancing. Now's a great time to refinance uh, before Now's a really important before time to rates. Yeah, before rates go up again. Um, if you have if you have high interest debt or if you have a home and you could get a better interest rate, now is a great time to refinance before rates uh, rise. Yes, and, and you can also go to uh, not uh, keep pumping our site, but actually, I'm sure it's the same thing at Money Crashers too. You can go to our site and you can and you can find a cheaper, a better credit card. Uh, we we have a credit card search function. I'm sure you guys do too, Josh at Money Crashers. Uh, and you could just see. I mean, if you can get zero percent for a year and a half, which you can on some cards if you've got good credit, especially, then you can get get zero percent to pay off that high interest debt. So, you know, it's, it, refinance that mortgage. It's, it's, uh, we're talking now on March the 10th, six days from now, the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates by a quarter point, which doesn't sound like much, and it isn't that much, but it will change uh, consumer rates on, on many things, including, you know, adjustable rate mortgages, credit cards, things of that sort. So do what you can as soon as you can and get out from under that interest burden. Yeah, you also go to our solutions page too and, and check out car insurance because we have links to uh, well, those sites, the Zebra and Gabby, which can which can help you lower your insurance and it could uh, be enough to offset your your uh, gas tank for a year. 
Yeah. And you guys, uh, as a matter of fact, um, in our notes here, I just noticed that Money Crashers has an article called Six Types of Unexpected Expenses and How to Plan for Them. So, like I said at the outset, um, do, you, do you know that article, Josh? Did you write it? I didn't write it, but I did I did read it. Uh, it, it is a great article. What, what's in there? Well, as far as... Uh, you know, you, you want to plan for medical expenses. You want to you want to be ready. You know, say you need to have some dental work done. Um, you want to set money aside on a monthly basis to do that. Obviously, cutting costs helps you do that as well. Um, but that that's that's a major thing is is unexpected expenses. It's going to happen. As a matter of fact, I remember when I bought my first house. You know, I put everything I had into a down payment uh, and really strapped myself. And, and, and my dad told me, he said, Josh, you know, you need to have at least $5,000 available. And I said, why? He said, well, what are you going to do when your AC goes out or, or when you need a new roof? Uh, you need to have $5,000 in cash. And luckily, you know, my dad helped me out with that. But at the end of the day, you, you always do what you can to prepare for expenses create a nest egg, invest small amounts at a time and build that nest egg. And, and ultimately, it'll help you build your wealth as well. Well done. And, and you know, and th like I said, this is, how, this is how I founded this company is stuff like this. There's so many things that you can do. Uh, and, you know, with entertainment, you know, I find myself, we, we do go out quite a bit. I have a younger wife and she likes partying. And so we go out to bars and whatnot. But you know what? We have people over a lot and that's a lot less expensive. Uh, and it's, to me, more fun because I'm an old curmudgeon i don't like leaving the house but uh you know you can have people come over for potluck there, there are so many things that you can do and one of the main things i don't know i don't know if it's on our schedule today but just tracking your expenses and then seeing if those expenses are really what you want to do you know just because you've done something forever doesn't mean you want to continue doing it maybe you don't like golf as much as you used to or, or maybe you'd rather do something else you know but the only way you're going to be able to do that is to list what you're spending money on and then look at those things. Hey, and if they're if they're blowing your skirt up, keep doing it. But you're probably going to find some stuff that you might be able to cut out and maybe substitute it for something that is more fun. So just looking at what you're doing, where your money's going is a really important thing. One big thing in that entertainment area, I know, you know, you, you'll read it a lot on articles on Money Talks News and Money Crashers, is cutting the cable cord. Uh, you know, the average cable bill in the United States sits somewhere around, I think it's $212 a month. Um, you cut that cord, stop paying that cable bill and go to something like Hulu, where if you get the biggest subscription offered, you're paying $65 a month. That's a huge savings. Yep. And I, I found, you know, I was wondering about this and I haven't even checked it out. I paid for the most expensive Internet that you can get. I'm on Comcast or Xfinity, they call it. Um, and over the years, so I needed that because, you know, Aaron and I are uploading video and stuff like that. You know, I work from home, so I have to have really fast Internet. But they keep raising the speed. You know, for free on my internet, and, and I think half my cable. I'm thinking I'm paying like 150 bucks a month for the you know the fastest internet there is. But they keep raising it; they're raising the speed of it. So I'm wondering, could I go back down a couple of tiers and still have fast internet and not pay as much? I bet I could. So I'm I'm thinking about I haven't done this yet, but I'm thinking about calling them up and just seeing what the deal is. But I pay a lot for internet. Absolutely. You you don't have cable, right, Aaron? You cut the cable a long time ago. I don't have cable, but along with uh, what, what Joshua said, um, uh, it, sometimes you might have multiple apps. So maybe you have, uh, you know, Disney Plus and, and HBO Max and, and Netflix and, you know, maybe you got like five of these guys. Cut a few of those out. You don't need to watch them for a while. You know, they're uh, drop down to one. Just watch that for a little while. There's no, uh, 
there's no, uh, what do you call it, a contract for those things. It's not like you're stuck for a year. Yeah. So you can drop those for a few months, save a bit of cash, and then go back to them or hot swap between each ones from month to month or give one three months and swap to another one. And if there's something you absolutely need to watch, come over to my house because I have every damn thing there is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also consider consider promotions where, uh, you know, for instance, Verizon actually pays my Hulu bill. Um, I get Hulu and Disney Plus through my Verizon subscription absolutely free. Um, so look at what different things you're using and what they're offering, because a lot of the times the rewards these companies offer aren't big plastered on a billboard. They're just things that if you look into it, you'll probably find it. Uh, so look for those hidden rewards and see if that can help you with some of your entertainment costs. That's a good idea. And, you know, I see this on our, our outline, too, that using the library instead of buying stuff. This is something I've shot at the library 10 million times talking about this. But, you know, even if, I mean, forget checking out books. You can download books now from the library. Why the heck would you go to Amazon and pay $12 for a downloaded book when you can get it for free? Actually, you've already paid for it. You bought it with your taxes, and it's sitting there waiting for you to download it at the public library. And, and some people just, they don't even think about that. Because, like you just said, Josh, it's not on a billboard. You know, so they don't think about it. But there it is. What about making more money? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think sometimes you get to the point where you just can't cut anymore. And so making more money is huge. Um, so, yeah. So start by asking if you have a nine to five job, start by asking for a raise or a promotion. The answer is no. <laughs> I, I Well, I, I pay both Miranda and Aaron. So that was a good try. But no, <laughs> in that, in that's that, how I save money. <laughs> in, in that case, you'll want to look into side gigs. Uh, you know, I, I started a business on a side gig. I, I was tired of making a menial income. I started writing for a few websites. And next thing you know, uh, you know, here we are a little over a decade later and I write for several websites. It's become my career and a very rewarding one. So look at the things that, you know, you like to do that could potentially make money uh, and start doing them on a small scale. And who knows what that'll grow into. Yeah. I've been trying to make money drinking beer, um, but, I, but it hasn't really worked out for me so far. It seems like it's costing me more than I'm making from it. <laughs> but you got you got to try, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you could always just invest in some beer companies. I mean, I did remember uh, last yes. year, I did really well off of Boston Beer Company. So <laughs> yeah, See, I should have done that. that to offset my expense. I guess I still can. Um, and, right. and, you know, also one thing that we talk about almost invariably in our podcast is investing. You know, I mentioned it earlier, the offsetting costs by, by buying the companies you hate. Uh, but also just, just investing in general, you know, is, is a way to keep ahead of inflation. I mean, it literally is the best way to keep ahead of inflation. It's scary in times like this, uh, but it's, it's a great thing to do over time. And, you know, Miranda is a, is a dollar cost averager. Uh, I'm, I'm a stock picker. But either way, you know, uh, it's changed, changed my life being able to invest. What else can we talk about? Well, I mean, you can go ahead and use some, sell some of those unused items you have that might be cluttering up the place, putting that money into savings and sort of um, padding your emergency fund a little bit more, finding ways to do that. But yeah, selling some of your clutter, get that out of your house, get some money for it and, uh, and use it to either invest or pad your emergency fund. Oh, oh. Also on yeah, that investing topic, you know, uh, one of the things I hear a lot from people that aren't investing as to why 
is uh, I can't afford to invest. Well, number one, we're talking about a lot of ways to save money here that can help free up some income, but also take a look at your debts. Uh, there's a lot of people that are paying, you know, 3% on their mortgage and they're making double payments because they want to pay their mortgage off faster, but they could be taking that second payment and putting it in the market and earning a 10% annual return that's worth far more than the 3% they're paying on their mortgage. So you have to think of the opportunity cost of where you're, you're spending your money. When you look at your debts, can you make more money in the market uh, than you're spending by uh, paying interest on that loan? Yes, and you know, this is a common question that I've gotten, Josh, over the years. Uh, I've got money at the bank making 0.1%, and I've got 15% on my visa. Uh, but, uh, but don't I need an emergency fund? And, you know, the, my answer to that is it depends on who you are. Uh, we all need an emergency fund, don't get me wrong. But if, if you've been working at the DMV for the last 30 years, uh, you're, in other words, you're not going to get laid off no matter what. Uh, then you can, you can draw that down more than somebody who might get laid off day after tomorrow. So, you know, the, the more insecure your job is, the more money you need uh, to have in savings. But if you, if you know that you're not going to get laid off, and, you, and you're paying 18% interest and earning 0.1% interest, it's not a bad swap to make, you know, to take some of that money out of savings and pay off that high interest debt. Just make sure you don't run it up again. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a lot of debt because you're living beyond your means, then, you know, paying it, you know, paying it down without changing your habits is just delaying the inevitable, which is bankruptcy. So, you know, be careful about what you're doing. But if you can, pay down that high interest debt as much as you can. And I think we're we're just about out. Of, in fact, we are out of time. Uh, anybody have any closing thoughts to add before we leave? Because this has been a really good podcast. And anything else? I mean, I felt the felt the pinch, uh, you know, with inflation and, and definitely with the gas price rises in my uh, wallet. But y- you know, if uh, paying a little bit more at the pump means getting rid of the Putin regime, I, I'm I'm kind of glad to to pay it for a little while here. Happy to do it. You're right, Aaron. Thanks for bringing that up. I don't like that man. He's not a nice person. He's murdering innocent people. And if we can do anything to to make this last or to make this to shorten this conflict, I'm all for it. I'm down like James Brown. Me too. Okay, guys. Uh, I guess we are out of time. But you know what? We are never out of topic. I hope you realize that, listeners, that we have a whole bunch more information from you, uh, for you rather. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich. Your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That's mirandamarkwit.com. And, of course, you'll find Josh at moneycrashers.com. If you got a question or comment or topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear from you. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. takes you two seconds but really helps us. So if you like us, don't just sit there. Show us and subscribe and tell your friends too. I'm Stacy Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. And I'm Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see you right here next time.